Connor. Uh, what happened? How he moves to clamp. You're not making the play. Welcome back to the Epitome of Sucking the Disc. That's Fax Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Cougar, whatever you want to call me. With me today, as always, I'm a wonderful, wonderful host, Connor and David. Um, another week, Pact of Action is in the rearview mirror. Uh, another week, Pact of Action is ahead of us. And I'm excited to talk about it. Come up any opening thoughts on your end. Yeah, um, well, Washington won again. That felt nice. Um, Connor's going to rip you to shreds today. Um, well, outside of the um, Colorado Cal game, there was a lot of good football played in the Pac-12 and Washington State. There was a lot of yeah. good football played out of the Pac-12. Um, yeah, we'll talk about Stanford today in a positive light. Um for the first time all season, really? Because they beat Colgate, but we didn't really care. Um, yeah, yeah, so. Yeah, pretty much. Connor, any <laughs> opening thoughts on your Um. Yeah, well, my team won, but we'll get into that in a second. Um, I've been sick the last three days, so I've really been enjoying as much as I should. But overall, I'm happy with the way my team performed. Pissed off the Mariners lost, but it is what it is. Uh, okay, similar. I mean, similar evaluation for me, except for the happy with the way my team played. Uh, Dodgers are the worst team in, in MLB history. I'm not happy about that. Anyway, um, you guys ready to get into some Pac-12 recaps from a week ago? Yes, sir. I am. Okay, let's start with the game that was the worst of the day by far. Colorado gets their first and only win of the season. Um, <laughs> they have earned their way back on the podcast magically. Um, they are still worse than Cal, but they're, I mean, but Jesus, man. Cal has the worst offense in the conference probably. Um, they, they, they lack any identity. Their wide receivers have no soul. Um, they went to overtime in this game. Uh, they had a wide receiver wide open in the back of the end zone. Blood caught it and just stood there and ended up <laughs> dropping it. And then the tight end dropped the touchdown like a, two plays later on fourth down. And Colorado won. Uh, Montana Lamonius Craig had an incredible touchdown catch in this game. Um, JT Stroud was uh, Colorado's leader. Um, but Jesus, man, this game sucked. These teams suck, and um, I mean, y'all can talk about it, but this this was congrats, yeah, Colorado. I'll go I guess, for man. it. An entertaining football game. No. But, well, yeah, but no. <laughs> no. I mean, actually, you know what? Yeah, because I I, I like seeing I, mean, I, I like entertaining seeing... ending that cannot yeah. be denied. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um. Why? <laughs> Why do they do this the week before they play Washington? Why do they have to be a pretty good home team to go to them? Well, not a good home team. They score They, they score pretty well at home. They scored 49 on Arizona, which wasn't that hard to do for us either. But still, that's the same amount as Washington, and I'd say we have a pretty good offense. Um, we Yeah, they 
Cal scored a lot of points at home against Arizona. And then they go on the road and score a total of 21 points in two games. That's not very good. Last time I checked. Um, <sighs> Owen McCowan and JT Shroud are still both bad. But JT made the plays he needed to make. Deion Smith is actually, like, unironically kind of good. Um, I guess. Um He's definitely Colorado's best offensive weapon this season. He's averaging 5.3 yards per carry, which is really good playing behind that all offensive line. Um, mm-hmm. Anthony Anthony Hankerson also tries his best. Um, Montez Craig was outstanding throughout the entire game, not just the touchdown. Yeah. Um, he Eight was catches, 119 yards a touchdown. Yeah, he was getting it done all game. It wasn't just the catch. Um, defensively, Josh Chandler Samidu had a heck of a game with nine tackles, three for loss, and a sack. But Cal, all that being said, what are you doing? Colorado turned the ball over in this game, I believe, three times. Yes. And you lose to – it's not like Colorado played this great game. Um, Colorado played bad. Yeah, there was a combined yeah. 10 points going into the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, it's not like there was good football being played. Um, Jaden Ott, they tried to establish him with 16 carries. He just wasn't finding running lanes, I guess. Um, the receivers still looked pretty good. They didn't throw to Jeremiah Hunter much at all. Jack Plummer threw the football 52 times. I, I was just about to bring at that up. Like, I made the point about their lack of identity, and it plays right. into that, man. There's no reason they should be throwing it 52 times. Well, Every they, single time they've thrown it over 30 times this season, I'm not fact-checking this, but I'm pretty sure it's true. They've lost. I mean, yeah, because, yes, Ott struggled on 16 carries, but if he had 30, I bet you he puts up a 120-yard game. He breaks one to make up for the um tough runs even in that 47 yards was a 23 yard rush so he had one good we don't need to talk about this much more dude connor go, go ahead but good i mean i'm, I'm noticing a trend every single time jay knock gets locked up they lose like it, he's literally their whole offense and yes the receivers are good but Plummer has been so disappointing their o-line has just been not good enough to withstand this passing offense. It's over. It's been, it's just been, I expected a lot more from Jack Plummer than, than what he's done. Yeah. Like, and, and, and like Cal's offense isn't designed for him to be this inefficient. I don't, I don't understand that. Mm-hmm. It's like a pro style West coast, easy offense to play in. And, At least that's what Musgrove it. has been preaching for years. Both and Chase I mean, Garbers and I, Jack Plummer. That's what have, I saw against Washington state. Just a basic, Pro style offense, and it, 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 I just don't understand how Plumber is so inefficient, man. But Garbers was too. So is it just a bad pro style offense? That might be the case. Guys and, and aren't like, getting open. Know. I don't know. And you can't. What, I don't we... believe that you can blame the receivers because we talked about that they're good. I mean, I don't yeah. know, man. I mean, they're getting. So they had to have gotten some separation with Colorado, uh, man. Let's move on bad. to Cal's is bad. We can move forward. To Stanford going to Southland and upsetting the Irish, kind of upsetting the Irish. At the end of the day, the Irish have lost to Marshall. Um, Notre Dame is so weird. This is I I thought about 
looking a little deeper into Colorado when we picked this game, but I didn't. And then when we picked this one with Stanford and Notre Dame, I said that they were going to hang around. I thought that Notre Dame had turned the corner, though, in terms of losing games like this this yeah. season. I thought that they had changed after especially beating BYU, who I don't think is very good, but uh, after B- I mean, especially after beating BYU and North Carolina away from home. And then, I, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Notre Dame plays to the level of their opponent, and they've done that every single week this season. Um, and I, I don't know, man. Stanford's offense is terrible. It is really, really bad. They, I, I don't know what their scheme is, but they need to throw it in the trash and just start over. Um, they ran the ball with Casey Philkins 32 times. They, he was their impact player, and he ran the ball for three yards per carry. Their, their Two offense is just <laughs> awful. It's awful. And, and, I mean, Notre Dame, it, their offense is somehow even worse than Stanford's. Is. I, I don't get it. Um, Stanford does this thing on every single one of their run plays where Tanner McGee holds it for 33 seconds and then he either gives it off um, or play fakes it. It's the worst thing in the world to watch. Um, I hate Stanford. I really do. They didn't deserve to win this game, but they did, I guess. I don't know. Drew Pine is terrible. Yeah. Oh, I mean, my goodness. Geez. Like awful, like like I I've seen bad uh, quarterback play from Notre Dame. This is like next level bad. Right, and with Marcus Freeman here now as the head coach, they start off their quarterback recruiting by missing on Dante Moore to a West Coast team. Um, now to be fair, Don, the or the push Oregon made for Dante Moore was um extremely difficult to overcome, but. Mm-hmm. Um, even, I mean, first of all, the Buchner kid, what's that his name? Buckner. Buckner. Um, yeah. He's terrible. For yeah. A, like high rated recruit. He's like, I think he's in his third year of college now, maybe second, but, um, oh, he looked really poor, um, when he did start and Drew Pine. <laughs> oh my God. So mm-hmm. bad. Um, they finally threw Tobias, uh, Tobias Murray with the ball. Once and he caught a 41 yard touchdown. touchdown. They need no to more. use him. Yeah, I don't I mean, know why they're not using him. Tobias said, you know, if you want to hit the portal, you can always come home. You can always oh. enjoy, join Corvallis. You know, we're, we're always have openings. No, no, you can't do that. Anyways, <laughs> enough of this. Um, Stanford completely. I, I'm not impressed. I mean, I don't no. know. I'm not impressed. Um, I'm impressed that your defense watched Drew Pine suck, I guess. You didn't really do anything to make him that bad. There were a lot of balls in the dirt on open receivers. Um, Stanford completely controlled the clock in this game. They ran 81 plays to Notre Dame 61. Um, They ran the ball 42 times. Yeah, I guess a lot of that has to do with those long-ass handoffs taking 10 seconds per play. To be fair to Casey Philkins, his longest rush was only nine yards. So at least he didn't. It wasn't like one breakout run and then thirty-three yard runs. No, this was just third, and then a bunch of like negative yards and zero yards. No, this was just thirty-two three-yard runs, pretty much. Yeah, which at the end of the day, you run the ball four times for three yards. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Um. Moving Tony on. McKee still got... threw the ball 30. <laughs> yeah. I saw more Stanford fans pissed they won this game because it kept David Shaw's job. Yeah, probably. It's going to 
impact that anyways um we can move washington washington yeah i figured because we've got the <laughs> james draws game you see ya oh that'll be fun to talk about anyways washington huskies um we're hosting arizona this we're hosting arizona this weekend um a little bit of a personal oh my god a bit of a personal game for us after um, Jaden Delora made the um, poor decision to plant the um, Washington State um, um, old Shitson flag in the middle of no, our stadium. <laughs> um, he goes to the University of Washington. Um, he actually apologized this offseason. I thought that was pretty funny he must have seen his offensive line in the spring practices and said i gotta apologize for this shit it didn't work he got sacked quite a few times he did have a good game though anyways let's get into it um and michael Penix jr um yeah this was a pretty easy start arizona goes three and out immediately delora was um sacked for the first time by jeremiah martin um that would not be his last um michael Penix drives us down it's only a 46 yard drive um, Arizona's punter, um, he fucked up. <laughs> he punted like 30 yards. Oh, wait, what? The play-by-play of the punt says Kyle Orsendorp, whatever the fuck, um, punts 46 yards out of bounds. Jalen McMillan returns for 10 yards. <laughs> Anyways, we go 46 yards down the field, um, and Jalen McMillan does end up scoring the touchdown. And then Arizona punts again, and here's one of the very few frustrating things that happened in this game. We get fourth and one, or two maybe, <laughs> and we can't convert. Wayne Talapapa gets the ball. I feel like Washington needs to um, shut the fuck up. Washington needs to um, understand to take the points when they have them. A 10 nothing game is nothing to be ashamed of, um, but um, – that immediately gave um, Arizona a bit of a momentum spark. And four plays later, um, T-Mac runs through a Devon Banks tackle into the end zone. So pretty frustrating there. Anyways, um, next drive, Sam Adams gets a few touches, which I like. Um, not the beer, the human being. Um, he had a nine-yard run and a six-yard run to kind of highlight this drive. It was a very, very slow. Oh, um, there was also a... 45-yard catch by Jalen Polk. I should probably mention that. That's also something that happened. Um, Cam Davis ends up running in his eighth touchdown of the season. He'd get his ninth of the season later. A guy, um, Jackson, seems to think um, I overrated. I don't. Um, Anyways, uh, Giles Jackson, the next Washington drive, sparked us. But um, fourth and one, we fail again. Um, We're really bad at fourth and one. We are going back to the, I guess it only goes back to the ASU game. Um, we have had some struggles on fourth and one. Um, and then Arizona on fourth and one <laughs> messes up um, because Jaden Delora pitched the ball into the dirt. You can't advance a fumble um, um, except for the fumbling player. But so the guy picks it up and starts running with it. You can't do that. That's the end of the play. So um, Delora it threw it so low, it almost seemed like he was on purpose to like throw us off because it kind of worked. It did throw us off um, because the guy picked it up and changed direction real quick and picked up the first down, actually. Um, But no, you can't do that. Um, I don't know if that was by design. It almost looked like it was. Then Washington punted because we suck. Um, 
Then the next drive, Jaden Delora found Dorian Singer for a 39-yard touchdown. Dorian Singer is really good, actually. Um, his route running and ability to um, make contested catches is actually pretty impressive. And I thought he was just a stats guy because Arizona does run a really good offense um, for receivers. And I can see why guys like T-Mac are committed, committing to them because they are getting their receivers the football. Um, but no, Dorian Singer is just a really good football player. Um, he has great hands. I am excited to see um, how he continues to progress throughout the season. He's only a sophomore as well. So Dorian Singer, name to watch in the Pac-12. I think next year he is a um, all Pac-12 contender. If he's not this year, um, I think he has an outside shot of making one of those lists this year. It may not even be an outside shot based on his stats, but you know how they do Arizona players mm-hmm. kind of in this conference or just like mediocre teams players. Um, they don't seem to like, I bet like a guy like Troy Franklin will make it over Dorian Singer. And that would be just like completely ludicrous in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then one of the weirdest plays it's like one of those catches where you're impressed, but like not impressed at the same time. Romo Dunze drops a wide open touchdown, but then tips it back up to himself and catches it. Um, <laughs> like it's like I don't know if I should have been impressed because the extension and the athleticism to tip it back to himself when he dropped it was pretty impressive. But why are you dropping a wide open walk in touchdown in the first place? I don't know. Romo Dunze is fantastic. I. I think he's closing in on Jacob Cowing's um, conference leading receiver role. Um, anyways, uh, speaking of Jacob Cowing, um, Davon Banks grabbed a hold of him and set up a touchdown for Arizona. That was bad. Um, <sighs> next drive, uh, Jack Westover had the highlight play of the drive. Um, a 26-yard gain to the Arizona 23. And a few plays later, Michael Penix ran it in. Field goal for Arizona. Another touchdown drive for Washington. This one, Romo Dunze. Oh, no, this is pretty funny. Okay, so Giles Jackson scores a crazy 38-yard touchdown that gets called back. Very next play, Kalen DeVore runs a goal line post shot for a 48-yard Romo Dunze touchdown, Arizona. Terrible defense on that drive. Um, You give up two touchdowns of about 40 yards each um, in a row. That's pretty sad. So it's 42 to 24 at this point. This is the one point where I get a little frustrated because Arizona goes down and scores. It's like, okay, it's our, well, they did score on a four, they did convert a fourth and six. So I am frustrated with that. But overall, I'm aware that Washington's defense is going to give up some points. I mean, that's not something I'm going to like cry about. But um, what I'm mad about is um, we get fourth and one. And we take we have a we either could kick a forty seven yard field goal with a guy that doesn't kick long field goals very well, Peyton Henry, or we could try again on fourth and one. And Kalen DeBoer in the one instance where it actually kind of makes sense to go for it doesn't. We kick a field goal. It's like situational awareness needs to improve with this team. I think it cost us against UCLA and ASU, and it cost us in this game because Arizona makes it a three point game on the next drive. Thank goodness Michael Penix um, uh, put on a very good drive. We kind of get bailed with a holding call on DJ Warnell. I think there was, I think he did hold Polk's jersey, but um, it was one of those ticky-tacky ones where Polk was also pushing him away and stuff. You know, those happen. And then Cam Davis runs in a 19-yard touchdown. You wrote him off, Jackson. He didn't write back. Um <laughs> 
Then Arizona misses a field goal because they suck. We take knees. We win. Um, Michael Penix in this game goes for 516 yards. Damn. My goodness, Arizona was a um, train wreck defensively. Uh, Davis and Sam Adams were decent, I guess, in the running game. It wasn't great. We didn't have much. We didn't really need much of a running game, and we did not have one. Um, Romo Dunze, another one, his fourth straight 100-yard games, which um, tied a school record. Penix broke the school record, by the way, for um, passing yards in a game, which is not a surprise that 516 would be that record unless you're Washington State. <laughs> um, that was like a casual Gardner Minshew game. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeremiah Martin had two sacks, two TFLs, nine tackles total. He was an absolute monster on the edge. Um, Voitunafi and ZTF got sacks as well. One sack havers, as we would call them. Alex Cook lived up to his name. He got completely cooked in this game. Um, Jordan Perryman was really good in run support as a corner for a corner, guarding like tosses and sweeps and outside runs by Delora, stuff like that. He was really good in that regard. He was not good at guarding Jacob Cowing. He tried his best though. Like, I mean, is Jacob Cowing seven catches, 94 yards? That ain't that bad. Um, like, that's not like, – I'm not going to, like, give him props for holding him to that, but for Jacob Cowing, no touchdowns, you um, you live with it. You live with it because this is a guy that um, against Cowan, Colorado, went for 180 and 133. Now it's Cowan, Colorado. Oregon shut him down. Christian Gonzalez is a um, day-two corner, in my opinion. He's really good. Um, anyways, uh, good win. It's good – I mean, it's good to win. It wasn't really a good win. Um, felt good though. Um, it was fun to watch. It was a lot of. It was a lot of interesting um, offensive perform- production. Anyhow, um, we can get into teams, USC Utah. Yeah, both of those teams' defenses are god awful. It's like it's bad. It's bad. Yeah. Washington Maybe Washington State's offense can do something. Makes you know. Yeah, both of them. Washington, I think. I think Washington has some talent on defense. I think no, um, no doubt not. Absolutely. I think Ulafoshio coming back will right the ship a lot with tackling and getting people in the right positions, especially our safeties. Um, he's definitely a quarterback on defense. That I mean, our two inside linebackers are new starters at Washington, um, mm-hmm. and I think Eddie getting those guys in line will be something. I think it's going to be out of the bye week against Oregon State. Eddie will. Um, be returning connor's like of course <laughs> god damn it um i think which would make an impact i think that will make a serious impact um as well as michelle powell same thing with him i think he's out of the bye um maybe but he's a starting corner and since he's been out he got injured in the stanford game so you can make a pretty direct um Look at since Michelle Powell has been out, this defense has changed and for very much the worse. Because Michelle Powell carries the D. I guess he's not even very good, but hey yo, but he's all right. He's all right. He holds. Yo, his watch him out, Connor. <laughs> watch him out. <laughs> <laughs> all right, you probably to talk about games. numbers. Numbers to kill yourself. Number seven USC versus number twenty Utah. Yeah, yeah. USC. Uh, what happened? Uh, how you lose to Utah? Speaking of. <laughs> we had the same idea. 
<laughs> we had the same idea. <laughs> Riley, yeah. He was so passionate, dude. I loved it. I think he's an Oklahoma fan, 100%. There's no way he isn't. Oh There's no way. Because when Oklahoma lost, Oklahoma. Oh, that was the funniest no. video I have ever seen. I think that might be like, my favorite video on the internet right now. Absolutely, oh. dude. Like halfway through, he just stopped talking and just. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, Dalton, the Dalton Kincaid game, bro. Dude, dude. <laughs> he literally had his Randy Moss moment. You're sitting on the sideline with the screen. <laughs> 16 <laughs> catches, 234 yards. <laughs> and then a story comes out that Bama tried to pay him a million dollars this offseason. Dude, I saw something. Okay, uh, I'll say this for, I guess, next. But there was a thing on the uh, 24-7, I think the Lodge for Oregon State, that they tried to pay Luke Musgrave 100K. It's definitely false, but I just found that interesting. I think Alabama wanted a tight end. I, I think maybe yeah, that, the fact one. that all this is coming out from, like, pretty good sources, actually. Yeah. I think Alabama and, and you know what? USC's doing it. Everyone's doing it. It's legal. I mean, yeah, why not? Why not? Why? I, I want Washington to just pay players to just transfer over to us. Like, shit. I, I'm not mad at USC for taking advantage of bad rules. Hell no. Uh, but they didn't against Utah. <laughs> no, they right. did not. Yeah. Um, USC didn't even play bad in this game. Like they actually played well. They were mm-hmm. up fourteen to nothing at a point, uh, twenty eight to fourteen at a point. Uh, a big point in this game, though, uh, towards the end of the half, uh, USC with that twenty eight to fourteen lead, and Utah goes down forty five seconds on five plays, mm-hmm. and uh, Devon Bailey scores the touchdown to cut the lead to seven in the half, and then coming out of half, they end Sorry. up scoring a touchdown to, to tie the ball game. Um, USC was just never really able to put this away. Like I said, they didn't play poorly, but they just couldn't put it away. Um, mm-hmm. Utah was just able to hang around and, and Dalton Kincaid with t- of like running back type statistics in terms of his touches and, and yardage. Um, USC's run, or excuse me, Utah's run game is not good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's going to be, and when it yeah, is. Yeah, I mean, Cameron Rising is their biggest rushing threat. Yeah. Michael Bernard led the team and carries 11 rushes on 37 yards. But they're passing, man. They were able to figure it out in part, well, in a big part, and only mostly because of Dalton Kincaid, man. I, I just force feed him the just, football. He he was so different. I, I was like genuinely like like the most, this is like the most, in my opinion, the most impressing performance of the year. Yeah. Like sure. I, it, it, I was blown away with how much he was getting open. Yeah. From from running from tight end number two, by the way, that's not their starting mm-hmm. tight end. No, yeah, I mean, he's yeah. out of the year. I mean, yeah, we, we've so known crazy. that. We have known that both are good, right. but I did not know Dalton Kincaid was like that. No, that was crazy. But, and I, uh, who? What? I mean, I would say, and I'm sorry for bringing this up. Bo Nix in Pullman is about uh-huh. as good as that. But I mean. That's not the number seven team in the country, no. um, and it wasn't even as impressive as Kincaid's, in my no. opinion. Like no bias. Well, true like, because he played so bad. But I'm yeah, just talking I mean, about the second half. He played yeah. so bad in the first half, especially in the red zone. So yeah, I guess that um, kind of eliminates him. Um, Cameron Rising is. <laughs> it sounds super like niche and like super cliche, but he's just. He, it's tough not to like him. No, I just it, love the yeah, way yeah. he plays, man. He's fun. It's, it's really fun to watch. Um, yeah. 
But Caleb Williams is even more fun to watch. He's so good. <laughs> He's so good at football. It's incredible. He had one play in this game. He was like rolling on the sideline. And I can't remember who was like running up the sideline, but they got open and he just put it in the bread basket. Mario him. Williams. Yeah, see, nobody yeah, guards uh, Mario Williams, by the way. I don't know how that happens, but just week in, week out, just nobody guards Mario Williams. He's he's yeah. fast, dude. He gets open. Yeah. I know, but just like I mean, right. shit. I know what you mean. Nobody guards him. Eric Eric Gentry just flies around and makes plays. I know they lost, but Eric Gentry is really fun to watch as well. Yeah, I, think, I, I, I think Justin Flo moment. When he got when he got hurt, that was kind of a changing moment in the game. Like he was yeah, in the tent yeah. for a little bit and he like the kind of game momentum for Utah. And then he came back out and yeah. died again. <laughs> he thought uh, he did was Clark Phillips have a pick six? No, he didn't. No, he didn't. So this game doesn't really count for Utah. Oh yeah. Um I, I this had the feeling of one of those games where I was just gonna win, man. It, I mean, it it just made sense. It made too much sense not to pick him. I knew I should have um, picked him. Yeah, anyway. it, I mean, in the Pac-12 in particular, there are so many of these just turning point games. No team just rips through it. Um, Utah was so uninspired the previous game, especially defensively, where it's like. And they still weren't very good defensively against USC. They USC ran uh, through all over the field, and it's USC. No, no doubt that it's not. I'm not blaming anyone on Utah for not guarding them, but it just felt like Utah was going to need a better defensive performance to win this game. They didn't, though. They just no. Dalton Kincaid. They it, literally it, just found a yeah. way. I. I did have a feeling they were going to be close in this game. I picked it to be quite the close game. Um, even with the way you Utah played against um, UCLA, and honestly, dating back to the way they played against Florida, just these um, ta- talented, um, highly recruited teams. Now UCLA really isn't anymore, but the guys that they currently have were highly recruited guys. Mm-hmm. Um, they're losing a lot of that moving forward. I'm a little worried about UCLA moving forward. That's a different story. We'll talk about UC- UCLA and Oregon soon. Anyways, um, Caleb Williams had a 55-yard run in this game. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, It was a fun game to watch. Um, How it affects the Pac-12 standings is interesting because I think this opens the door for um, the 2-2 in conference play group because now instead of – because because UCLA and Oregon have to play each other, but – USC doesn't have to play Oregon. So they USC almost had like a locked-in spot if they beat Utah in the conference championship, in my opinion. And I still think they're going to make it, but now it gets a little more interesting when they play UCLA. Yeah, I mean, um, that, is a, that is a thick three-team, four-team race, really, uh, between right. Utah, UCLA, Oregon, and uh, USC. Um, I think UCLA is just – that their schedule's too tough going forward. They've still got to play Oregon and USC. I don't know that they right. Just they, I mean, all they have to do is just win one and then still win the rest of their games. Right. I don't know. That's tough. Utah is at Washington State. If they get out of that one with a win, they're probably good at yeah. three and one. Because I mean, they, yeah, they've been through the. They got to go at Oregon, they've got, but they've got to go to Oregon. Yeah, they got to go to Oregon. Outside of so, that, they, they, I mean, they've survived a good deal of the, the, the tough portion, only losing one of those, those right. games. Um, and Oregon, they uh, 
in respect to that, they got to face UCLA and Utah, but they're going to their house. Right. Um, I think Oregon. I think Oregon's in the best position right now, considering they don't have yes. any conference losses in their two well, big. Oregon's got to go to Oregon State, though, which I think is something. Yeah, they got to go. The way to Oregon, Oregon State's State defense plays in Corvallis is something to be. Yeah, I mean, I don't know what happens when Oregon State leaves Corvallis, but um, when they're at home, they play fucking amazing defense even it's, with like half a stadium too it's not even like a full stadium right it's only 26k people the difference between oregon state at home and on the road i mean look on the road it's 27 to stanford 32 to fresno state now they had hayner that was not that bad mm-hmm. um 40 and 42 to utah but at home 10 to washington state we'll get into that pretty soon um 17 to usc that ain't bad and then montana state against backup scored um, 28 and then Boise State 17. So much better um, home defense for Oregon State. It, if that trend continues and they play Oregon really well, and I'm assuming Gold Branson's going to be the guy going forward, let's be honest, after what happened. No one's still in concussion protocol. I, they yeah, changed, and, they've changed this thing for, I, I think this injury is like serious, serious. Yeah. And if it is, and they can't, t- they shouldn't Tua him. <laughs> and no, please don't. They, Really, and, and you have a buy after Colorado. So if you, yeah, I, I'm assuming Nolan will be good against at Washington. But when you beat Colorado and Goldbranson's three and zero as a starter, do you not start him in Seattle? That wouldn't make sense to me put Nolan back on the field. But let's get into Ben Goldbranson's performance against the Washington State Cougars. Um, Connor, you won. You can kick it off. All right. So. This game was it was fun. It was it was a lot of fun. Um, <laughs> it was a lot of fun. Uh, it, I didn't expect it to be this fun for me. I expect I expected it to be very stressful, but it was actually really easy. Um, I'll say that it, it the the score was not like the twenty four to ten final. The game wasn't close. It wasn't that close. It was it was it was more of a beatdown than the score dictates so starting the game off the first play of the game Salas Bolden returns the kick to the Washington State 40 and he could have gone all the way but I don't know who I don't know who that was to chase him down but that was impressive because Salas Bolden is fast um but yeah starts off like that uh we convert a fourth down we convert a fourth and five a couple of plays later Tajon Lindsay's been key on those like fourth down conversions third down conversions this year don't know why but he catches those and then just doesn't do anything else the rest of the game um and then pass to Jack Delang 15 yards he's been impressive the true freshman's been really impressive in Luke Musgraves uh in Luke Musgraves assets and I don't think Musgraves are turning for the year because from what I've seen, he's working out for the NFL he's training for the NFL so I think he's gonna have to step up big time which he has been so far. Um, Velling 15 yards, and then we just kind of pound it down Washington State's throat to open up a 7-0 lead. Washington State, three plays, zero yards the first drive off of three straight Cam Warden completions. Um, and then our next drive, um, pass to Velling for nine yards again. Oregon State did this play, which I loved, this, like, play action tight end like 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 reverse like they like flip the field like they did this like three straight times and it worked every single time if we'll Washington State's offense completely and I love to see it but we stopped going to it the second half for some reason um and then a couple plays later 
Ben Branson got hit while he threw, and he just completely just threw this up in the air. I don't know. He was, I think he was going to Trayshawn. Just threw it up in the air completely, like like 30 yards down the field, and it fell straight into the safety's hands. I can't remember who it was exactly. I, I apologize. It was Sam Lockett. Oh, Lockett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Lockett. He's a Juco guy, right? I think, I think you're right. Yeah. I remember watching him. I remember seeing something about him playing against uh, the last chance he was school. I think. Um. Thank you, I know he's a transfer. So. Mm-hmm. And then um, the next Wazoo drive, Jalen Jenkins ran for six yards. Cam Ward, another incomplete pass. He started the game off 0 for 4, and then he sacked. So Washington State's O-line did not do him any favors. He was running around for his life the entire game. I don't know how he, we didn't get more sacks than this man, but he, he him and, Cam, him and um, Caleb Williams kind of have – I'm not going to say it's – I'm not going to say it's similar – but they do uh they are kind of shifting the pocket and that's kind of our weakness because our D line is so slow that it's just like we miss so many sacks. He is he is a Judo guy from uh, San Francisco right, yeah. City College. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think I think I remember seeing him on last chance you. Um and then next drive not a lot of happened, just a couple a couple of tight end passes. Uh Silas Bolden got in there a, a, a couple times. And then uh field goal from Sappington. Atticus Faticus. Atticus Faticus. A 26-yard field goal. It was a chip shot. <laughs> uh, and then Washington's offense finally gets it going. Uh, Robert Farrell started getting in the game with a 25-yarder. Uh, he was their only offensive weapon this game. And, and Jalen Jenkins. He didn't. Like, he didn't have a lot of numbers, but he did make some really nice plays. Yeah, he 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 did make some clutch. Play. He like on like the on the draw plays. He got when he sees a hole. He is he is. His acceleration is absurd. Yeah, like absurd. he he he's out of there. Um, yeah, they started getting uh, Donovan Ali and uh, Jalen Jenkins and Robert Farrell involved, and they finally started doing something. And then, but once they got to the red zone, it was locked down. Like they could not get much going, and we forced a field goal. And then the next three drives are just punt, 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 punt. Or the next couple of drives are just a bunch of punts. And then Washington State turns it over on downs. And then another punt by Washington State to end the to to start the half. Three oh plays, three plays, two yards. Nice drive. And then um, Oregon State puts together a good drive. Uh, another pass to a tight end, Jake Overman. Uh, Gould caught a six-yarder. Goldbranson ran for ten yards. His slow ass. I don't know how he did that. Um, and then. The touchdown on this drive was one of the most nerve-wracking passes I've seen in my life. He, ben Goldbranson just sees a three-on-three three and then just says, fuck it, and just lobs it up to the into the huge-ass crowd in the end zone. And then Anthony Gold absolutely mosses Hicks, absolutely suns this man. I don't know how he got up that high, but he did. Um, That's an All-American right there. <laughs> yeah, freshman All-American, man. But he cannot cover to save his life. He he should be a linebacker. I don't know That's why. What I was he's saying. Not. I was saying this this week. He literally just should be a linebacker. He's incredible in the box, but he can't guard anybody. He did drop like two picks too. Yeah, he. I mean, he literally just can't guard anybody. Mm-hmm. Um, especially just... someone as fast as Gould and as athletic as Gould, he just can't do it. No. Um, and then Washington State finally puts together a good drive. Uh, Cam Ward to Jalen Jenkins was kind of the the motive of this drive. In late the motive for the rest of our season, it should be. It really should be. 
Um, Cam Ward did fumble, but Washington State luckily got back on it on this drive. And then Robert Farrell, 23-yarder. Robert Farrell, 30-yarder. And then Jalen Jenkins, the the only touchdown of the the game for Washington State was a nine yard uh, was like a nine yard pass, just just a pass in the flat, and he made like four people miss. And uh, I thought that would be a turning point, but uh, nah. Um, eight plays, seventy five yards, touchdown drive for Oregon State. The next play, uh, Tajon Lindsay, another clutch third and six uh, conversion. Dude, he catches like three passes a game for like twenty yards, but they're always in good good situations. He kind of reminds me of Casimir Allen, but less effective. Yeah, Casimir's um, also like four three speed. He's yeah, crazy fast. Yeah, Tajon's Ka- like that. Tajon is like four four speed. He's really? like really yeah. He 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 was a he was a track guy. I wow, think. I didn't know that. No, I, mean, yeah. I mean, Casimir broke California state records in track, but mm-hmm. I didn't know. Um, Tajon was um I didn't know Tajon was fast like that. He he he's he, I think like what just made him shift. what made him a high recruit is that he was he was so shifty, like yeah. he makes people miss and he did make people yeah. miss in this game but just not a lot. Yeah. Um. Uh, Damian Martinez took off on this drive. Yeah 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 the and then Damian Martinez finished it up finished it off with a fifty yarder uh, found a hole, just bursted through it. I think he's gonna be our running back one in the future. He's been he's been the hot hand the last couple of weeks. Deshaun Fenwick is slowly going down. I mean, I hate to see it because I like Fenwick a lot. He's a really cool dude. But he's he he goes down when someone touches his foot. Like he he also runs super like his head is like on the ground basically. Like he trips so easily. And then uh, yeah, so Jack Coletto again, another touchdown. That's just kind of his specialty. Um and then Jack <laughs> <Goal line laughs> back, baby. And then the rest of this game is just kind of a like Mm. Uh, turnover on downs for Washington State. Punt, punt, punt. Turnover on downs for Washington State. Missed field goal by Sappington. God damn it. Um, Atticus, Atticus. Everett Hayes will be back next week. I'm not worried. Uh, and then turnover on downs again for Washington State. And then that's the game. So yeah. oh my. the end of the game wasn't entertaining at all offensive-wise. But the way this defense – I am so impressed with our defense. I think we've – is this a top three defense? When you're playing in Corvallis, it is. That's fair. <laughs> Please but, um, don't take it on the road to Seattle. But um, I, the the way Trent Bray has turned this program around defensively has been really really cool to see. Yeah, firing Tybesar was such a good move. Yeah. And um, what Oregon State's defense does, um, they don't get sacks, but they keep your quarterback in the pocket. They, I mean, um, the leading sack haver doesn't even have three, but they keep a quarterback in the pocket, and that has messed up Cam Ward. That has messed up Caleb Williams um, because they like to get out of the pocket. They like to extend plays. That's actually in their element. That's um, what they do. That's the way they p- like to play football. And um, Cam Ward was very much out of his element in this game. He's sub-50% passing. Now, we'll we'll talk about drops. Jackson, I'm sure, has plenty on that. Um but when Washington State doesn't run the ball well and Cam Ward's not extending plays, this offense is inept. There is nothing they do well. Mm-hmm. They don't run yeah. the ball well. They don't. Um, I mean, Dylan Payne got carries in this game, and both times he just got leveled. I mean, Jaden Grant. I think Jaden Grant killed him. 
Welcome to college <laughs> yeah, football, Dylan Payne. D- Dylan Payne and Washington State has just got to be the only team in the country with two running backs with one uh, carry and negative yards in that carry. Um, both Juvinsky, or Juvinsky, Bazil, and uh, Dylan Payne. Um, it's a, <laughs> Payne it's eventually fun. got a two-yard carry. Yeah, but I'm saying, like, after that first carry, and right. Bazil has only ever had one, so there you go. <laughs> We shut down Lincoln Victor completely. One Did catch, he's... one catch, five um, yards. The Washington State's offense is in the tier of Cal and Colorado. It's terrible. Um, I don't know where the hell it went after the Oregon game. I guess they forgot uh, that they had football game the rest of the season. Um, the offensive line is just incredibly inconsistent. Like they'll have like a player two per game where Cam gets twenty five days, but our wide receivers just don't get open. Um, like like uh, Clamp said, the drops are bad too. I I don't know, um, just not a good unit. Um, this is a perfect time for a bye week though. Um, I don't think it particularly matters though because we play on the damn Thursday, so we'll probably lose again and then be five hundred and then you know whatever. But <sighs> it seems it's just really bad offensively. The defense is still good. Um, it's gotten a little worse in terms of run defense as the season's gone on, which I kind of anticipated, but um, so be it. Um, Oregon State's offensive line is really solid. Um, we just, we, I mean, we weren't really able to do much of anything. And then, even then, still only holding them to 24 points with how in-depth our offense is pretty good. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not giving up on this team. Like, it's still a talented team, but, like, uh, we should. Uh, geez. Yeah. This is like a really frustrating four and three. Cause it's it's just just no real consistency. Right. You feel completely different with a five and two with a win here, two and two in conference. Yeah, um, or just finishing the argument. Right. Whatever. To me, um, this conference can be broken down into three tiers. You've got your top four, which is UCLA, Oregon, USC, and Utah. You can order that whatever way you want. Then you've got Oregon State and Washington in kind of their own little area of two and two in conference and maybe can go on a run in the second half of the season, but we'll have to beat some good teams to do it. Um, But those teams are interesting. And then the third tier, and I don't like putting all these other teams on the same tier as Colorado and Stanford, because those teams are still way more awful than these other teams. But it's the it's the it's the group with a losing record in the Pac-12 conference play. Um, and all of those teams have just a hole in them that probably won't be fixed for the rest of the season. Um, you can argue um, Oregon State at quarterback and Washington's secondary can be put into categories as unfixable problems. But I just think those teams are a little bit better at making up for it um, as of now. And I – Washington State is talented, but they're also not talented in some spots where they need to be. I don't know. They have great players like Dayon Henley and like – all they, they Washington State probably has what five all Pac 12 performers, um, and, and they're probably all on defense. Um, Henley, Lee, Stone, um, 
Jackson. Jackson, probably all Pac-12. And you could probably make an argument uh, for um, – uh, well, Derek Lingford hasn't been, like, incredible this season. But if they're doing a nickel, Armani Marsh yeah, could make it. And that's five all Pac-12 level defenders. Offensively, none of these guys have really put up a season worth of stats. I guess Cameron Ward has, but he's also put up a season worth of interceptions through seven games. Um, he is still really, really good, but at, yeah, I mean, he gets chunk plays and he gets chunks of yardage because he's 14th in the entire country in um, yards, but he's also 118th in terms of interceptions throw. Yeah. And 80th in QBR at the end of the day, which um, as good and as talented as he is, those two numbers, QBR and interceptions, those are going to be what you're going to define Cameron Ward as at the end of the day. Utah, defensively, the way they mix coverages and the way they study their opponents and the way they're prepared to play, good luck, Cameron Ward, uh, for the – for the love of God, right. good Lord. I, I'm scared for Cameron Ward um, trying to read Utah's defense because he makes very poor reads. Um, he is a good quarterback that throws the ball to the other team a couple of times a game, which you, you can't have. Um, I'm still optimal. I, I would say out of those six teams that are like – that are that have a losing record currently in conference play, I would say Washington State is the one I'm most optimistic for going forward to finish with a winning record in conference. Um, because after the Utah game, if you even if you lose, you're whoa, you're one and four. Um, you've got Arizona and ASU still on your schedule. Yeah, and at Stanford, which yeah. is looking tougher after the Oregon State and um, Notre Man, Dame hell no. Stanford played. Hell no, hell no. But, yeah, you're not losing to Stanford. You're not losing to Stanford. Unless I'm Cameron Ward throws them the ball. I would say he'd have to throw them the ball four or three times. Yeah. And Washington yeah. State will be fine. It's just, I mean, it's, we've, we've been through the worst that our, that our schedule can be. I, I think that we have survived yeah. the worst. And, well, I mean, well survived, not quite. We got Utah's we got still here. Well, I mean, but – but Utah, I think we can. I think I think we'll be fine. Um, I wish we. I wish we just. I wish we just lost to Wisconsin and then beat Oregon. Yeah, that would that would be. I mean, you'd still be in the like everybody. conference title hunt if you did that. Because one, you'd knock Oregon down a peg, and then you'd um also. Um, that Wisconsin game didn't matter at all. No, Dude, I, so I, I can't believe this nonsense. Michigan State beat Wisconsin last yeah. weekend, and that was the best moment of my life. Like, that like was it's like, literally – it's not even like Wisconsin is just a good team. Like, of course, it doesn't matter in terms of your conference record, but it's good to be the good team. No, they suck, and so it, I win. It's just like really is better than them, and they suck too. Yeah, that's so bad. Do you all want to go ahead and move ahead to week eight? Yeah, sure. Yeah. <sighs> um, all right. That's um, Oh Arizona State at Stanford, um, two not good football teams. Emory Jones is going to be back for this game. Stanford, um, their offense is so, so, so bad. Um, I am not looking forward to this game at all, truthfully. But um, I'll say 20 to, 20 to 14 ASU. All right. Well, 
Arizona State has not um, gone to the farm and um, won in years. It's been some time. Um, is this the year? Um, the ASU year is between ASU and Stanford. That's a little crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Um, there's not nobody's going to this game. Nobody's gonna watch this game. I try and watch. I'm not watching this game. Oregon UCLA. Oregon is UCLA is on the, the exact same time. That's what you. That's what you have a laptop for, fellas. You can just You're gonna watch side. You don't have game. to watch a play. Well, Fair. You can. You can watch um, Texas Oak State on your laptop. That's what I have a second TV for. Uh, that's what you can watch Mi- Mississippi at LSU on. Yeah, hell no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're gonna watch ASU Stanford. Yes. <laughs> I guess you're the only one that takes this job seriously. Um, Absolutely. No shame in my game. Oh, I'm not looking forward to the fact that we're going to have different picks on this stupid game. Um, Tanner McKeep outplays um, Emory Jones in this one. I'm going to go Stanford 17-16. That's fair. Just let me creep back in. I like to hear it. You're Um, down quite a bit. I think, which is why I said creep back in, dumbass. Um, I I don't like either team in this one. Truth be told, I would say Samford has a home field advantage, but they don't. No one goes there, so I don't really, <laughs> I don't really see any factor. I, I don't. I I know Stanford just beat Notre Dame, but it's Notre Dame. They've been on and off this whole season. I like or Arizona State's win over Washington way more than Stanford's win over Notre Dame. Give me ASU twenty-eight to seventeen. The last oh. time that uh, Arizona State went to Stanford and won was in 1996. They won 41-9. Both of these teams suck, and both these teams are going to have a fluky game this week anyway. So I, I, I'm just going to go with the more fluky team right now. All right. Um, Colorado is at your Beavers, Connor. What you thinking about this one? I think that we're going to shut down – hold on one second. Oh, they're going to shut down Colorado. Colorado. Oh, no, I got, I got, I got a knock on my door. Um, I think Colorado is going to be shut down completely. Their quarterbacks suck. Their running backs are okay. Their O-line sucks. Their wide receivers, they have one guy who's okay, which is Craig. But other than that, the rest of them suck. Their defense sucks. Um, I think our offense is actually going to do something for once and get kind of a confidence booster, especially at home. If this was in Colorado, I'd be, I, I, I mean, I'd be the, the tiniest, tiniest, tiniest bit worried. I'm not worried at all for this game. Give me Oregon State 34-0. Yeah, um, that was what I picked. Oregon State versus or Colorado versus Cal to be 34-0 and Colorado won. Oh no. Um, anyways, um, I've got the Beavs um, 58 to zero. I think they just pour it on them. Um, Colorado. It weirdly might be riding high after beating a team. Um, and going to Corvell. I, I Oregon State is going to beat them down, I think. I And I don't think Oregon State really stops because they've got a bye week coming up. And I think Oregon State really just plays, um, plays their asses off against Colorado. Trying to go into that buy with as much momentum as possible. So yeah, fifty-eight to zero. Um, Seahawks versus Cardinals, twenty twelve score. 
Damn. Uh, I'll just say thirty to six. I don't know. This game, I'm not looking I'm, forward to. I, I might go to this game if I get free tickets. So some friends trying <sighs> to get me. Some friends trying to get me free tickets. So if I if if I if I get free tickets, I'll be down there in the student section. But uh, yeah, it's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a fun time watching us beat down Colorado. Although Jonathan Smith doesn't, Jonathan Smith doesn't like to run up to score. So I don't think it'll be that bad of a blowout clamp, but I think it'll be a blowout. He scored 68 on Montana State. <laughs> that was with backups with like walk-ons in, and they had and they were still scoring. So I feel like when they, if they scored, then we scored back. So it's fine. Colorado won't be scoring. <laughs> no. Uh, uh we got um Washington Cal. We're gonna save um the Bruins and Ducks for the last. I am terrified of this game for no reason other than the fact that in my preseason predictions, I picked Cal to win this game. And those have been spot on. So, <laughs> um, I am picking Cal to win this game. Um, no, no, damn it. I wanted that. Okay. Damn. Uh, damn. All right. Maybe. <laughs> I do post these on my story. You, I mean, you control these. You have, you have the utmost power. Go this. with your gut, Clint. You want, you want cow? Go cow. Um. Don't let Jackson change your answer. It wouldn't be Jackson. It would be the fact that players see my picks. <laughs> Fuck them. <laughs> Who cares? <laughs> I think they're happy with the fact that I've picked Washington to win every single game this season so far. There's a reason I don't do uh, post like, like like post my predictions like on, on my like m- like actual like posts cuz players see my posts and I don't want that. Right. Yeah. Um I've gotten to the point. I am going to pick Washington pub- I am going to pick Washington publicly, but I don't think any players actually listen to the podcast. Um oh. So on the low, I am picking Cal, um, but on the, in public, publicly, uh, for the podcast listeners only will know I'm pick, I picked Cal. He's a publicly, fake. Um, publicly, I'm going to go Washington 37, Cal 29. Um, we're going to give up points again, <laughs> even though it's Cal. Their offense has played pretty good at home sometimes. Um this will be one of those times because our secondary is still cooked. Um, Cal doesn't really – well, they throw the ball a lot, but they don't really beat anybody downfield. <laughs> it's weird watching Cal trying to, like, get ready to watch this game because they're inept. They, they, they're fucking terrible. Um they're they're But you think they're going to win? Yes. <laughs> I picked them too, so yes. Um, Cal is an app. They, they they do nothing right. They actually do have talent, but they do nothing right with it. Um, Cal um, does not deserve to play football, but here they are. Jackson Sermon picked six and they beat us. But um, <laughs> Revenge game. Yeah, it is going to be the Jackson. He's going to put up an Evan Weaver versus Washington performance. Evan Weaver averaged like four, uh, had like forty career tackles in two games against Washington. <laughs> he was insane. Um, um, yeah, Cal. Cal okay. so, us, but I'm picking Washington publicly. On the low, I'm picking Washington. Forty-four, forty-two. In public eye, I'm picking Cal. Forty-four, forty-two, <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm just countering all... whatever Clamp does because I think this game could go either way. And so, 
I can't lose. <laughs> I think Washington's quite a bit better than Cal, by the way. I just think this is a really I'm, stupid game. No, literally coming into this week, I, I said I, it, it's the uh, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result and, and picking against your preseason picks is insanity. And I can't find me into this week. I was going to pick Cal, but then you did it on the podcast, so I didn't really know. Um, Washington's a lot better. Um, I don't think that, like you said, Cal doesn't spread the field or doesn't go downfield in terms of their offense. They spread the field, but they can't go downfield in terms of their pass game. So I don't think that that would be too much of a challenge for Washington because so much of what Cal does is horizontal. Um, now, with that being said, if they're able to establish a run, if they're able able to early, because if they don't early, they're going to stop. <laughs> so if, if they're they able try to, early, to establish a run. Right, if they try to, and if they're able to do so early, I think that they'll have um, a chance. But um, I'm picking two teams at once right now. <laughs> yeah. By the way, the public picks will be what counts to the record. Yeah, we're not going to keep like a separate record for um for our on the low picks. On the low picks is crazy. All right, Connor. Uh on the low I'm going to pick Washington and public I'm going to pick Washington. I don't see Cal uh I don't see Cal winning this game. Uh a team that loses to a team as bad as Colorado should be ashamed of themselves and I think their program is at an all-time low right now from that loss. Yes, Washington's defense is bad. But Cal's offense is abysmal, and by abysmal, it worse than Washington State. And by abysmal, I think it's 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 not it's still better than Colorado's. I don't know how they lost Colorado because they're a better team than that. But give me Washington thirty-two, Cal seventeen. We're not holding nobody to seventeen. I'll tell you that right now, Connor. But um... their their offense is their offense is dog, and I think Washington's defense is gonna realize that their that that their play calling is so like simple. And it's so easy to stop, but it's not going to be close. Yeah, maybe our – I think we have a pretty good coaching staff defensively. I just think right now with our secondary injuries, um, when Asa Turner plays, we're a little bit better. And when Mish Powell plays, we're quite a bit better for some reason. Are they both out? They are both. I mean, no, they both – well, Asa will play versus Cal. Um, Mish might, but he's probably coming back for the after the bye alongside Eddie Lafoscio, so – I said thirty-two seventeen, right? Correct. Yeah. Give me, Sorry. give me. Th- uh, wait, did you did you already submit? It's a lot. It's locked. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's you just stick with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the team yeah. that wins at the end of the day is what matters. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyhow, um, we've got the game of the week. Um, game of the week. I love this. Bruins at Ducks college game day in the Pac-12 for the first time this season. Yes. Yeah. Utah and Florida was on it, right? Though. No. 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 Damn, it was uh, Notre Dame and oh right right right, right right that makes sense. Um, these two teams are really really good on both sides of the ball so far this season. Um, UCLA's defense surprisingly um, played really well against both Washington and Utah. I know Washington yardage wise and points wise looked like they had the upper hand. No, no, we had sixteen going into the fourth. UCLA is the one team to stop Washington's offense for a good period of time. Um, Washington got it going in the fourth quarter when they stopped throwing the ball to the other team, but um, it was too little too late. Now, UCLA, can they can they change what's been in a f- and almost perfect five weeks for the Knicks? 
um, both running and passing the ball, it's hard to say they can because Bo's up over 70% now passing the ball, and that's with the Utah game. He's gone down once for a sack, one sack in six games through half a season, one sack. Um, that's impressive. This Oregon offensive line is the in the Pac-12, and it's not particularly close. Bo Nix has clean pockets consistently. Um, Bucky Irving um, Bucky. <laughs> is the most dangerous man in college football or maybe second behind Mateo Cruz because <laughs> Bucky Irving is, <laughs> is a terrorist. Um, yes. Oregon runs the ball for 241 yards per game. That is 30 better than UCLA, who also runs the damn well with Zach Charbonnet. Um, Oregon um, average yards per carry is 6.2. Um, as a team, Bo Nix is at 8.3. Um, Bucky's at 7.2. Noah Whittington is at 6.5. This team, even Sean Dollars on his small sample size is 6.2. And Byron Cardwell, who's maybe on the team, is at 6.9. This whole team runs the ball really, really, really well. Um, no matter who's getting the ball, Kenny Dillingham has them in position where they're going to run through a wide open lane for probably. I mean, it's scary. It, it is. And it will maintain against UCLA because UCLA can't stop the run worth a damn. They, Washington established that and continued the run game with even Wayne, but rather would have had Cam Davis out there. Um, if it was Wayne, um, we would have um, had a, way better chance of winning because just because the ball wouldn't have been in DTR's hands all game. Uh, Troy Franklin and Chase Coda aren't elite, but they're serviceable and slash good. They're good um, receivers. More than good enough. Terrence Ferguson's a weapon down the middle. This is a... I would say they're the third best offense in the Pac-12. They're my um, favorite offense to watch. Personally. Yeah, oh, definitely. They are the most... They're the Beautiful. most like surgical offense. They make it look easy. Um, but they um, – I would say the one thing is vertically outside, they don't match what um, what Washington has. And I think you – I think they're better than UCLA offensively. I don't know because Zach Charbonnet is so dominant. He's, he's so good. Yeah. I'm glad Jake Obo is better than anyone. I'm glad the backfield is just Charbonnet's now instead of splitting carries with Brown because it's just giving yeah, him like right. it, it's it, it's it's so much more fun to watch instead of just definitely. Anyways, um, a few I think this game could come down to stuff like special teams. Um, I think it's going to be really close. I think this is, I I think this game lives up to game day. I don't think this is one where. We watch Oregon run right down UCLA's throat and just dominate this game. I could see it that way. If a team were to dominate this game, it would be Oregon. I would say that. I don't think UCLA is going to go there and and storm Oregon and beat beat them by like 15, 20 points. I think you see um, – I think this is a one-possession game, and I think I trust whoever has the ball last. So who do I pick? I think Oregon wins this game. I think Bo Nix has the ball – in front of his home fans, down by less than a field goal, and they go down and kick the winning field goal. Um, Oregon wins this game 34-32 on a walk-off field goal. 
by um, one um, Camden Lewis, here? isn't it? Camden Lewis, yeah, it still is Camden Lewis. Camden Lewis is um, not a terrorist, is what he is. I don't want to hear his name ever fucking again. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, this is a huge game. Uh, UCLA is ranked one spot over Oregon. Um, I have them over Oregon as well, but I do think Oregon's the better team at Oregon and number one in my power rankings. Um, Oregon has looked amazing. As Clint talked about, their offense is incredible. They run the ball so well. Their offensive line is so awesome. Um, their defense hasn't been incredible this season, but I do still think it's super-duper talented. Um, Christian Gonzalez versus Jake Bobo is going to be a really fun matchup to watch. Um, I don't know, man. I think both of these offenses are legit. I think they both do a lot of this, a lot of similar things really well. I think Oregon's uh, zone run concepts are a little bit better. A lot better. Um, they're just so fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, but UCLA... Um, and DTR has put together back-to-back good performances for the first time in his college career. Um, albeit both of them at home against teams that I don't think are as good as Oregon. Um, and I think it's going to be a little bit of a challenge. Now, mind you, last year, UCLA looked good against Oregon with a team that I don't think is as good as this year's um, until DTR ended up getting hurt. Um, but I, I think this Oregon team got a lot better this offseason as well. So, um, now I'd like to make a point. I would say Oregon's defense, I think, has taken a step back since last yeah, year. No, yeah, that's fair. But I think as a team, they're better. So um, I do think DTR does score quite a few points. I think he gets his third straight great performance is what I'm saying. I don't think yeah. they win. I think at the end of the day, you would have the ability I do, to play. I, I still think it's, I still, I still it's going to be a struggle, though. Like I think it's going to be tougher than the last two games. Like mm-hmm. Utah's defense yeah. doesn't. I think Utah's defense is better than Oregon's, though. And I would say so. It's close. I don't know. It's close. Well, Utah's defense defense against USC didn't really step up either. But against, like, Oregon State, Utah's defense looked phenomenal. Um, So it's just an up-and-down thing for both of these teams. Um, The ability to put Christian Gonzalez and have him follow – because he's followed guys. He's followed number ones around um, and have him follow – Jake this, Boba. This that's going to be a was dribbling until he fell asleep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My pledge was drunk on the field. Anyway. Go for um, I think Oregon's going to win this game. I think they're going to be able to run the ball a little too well for um, UCLA to handle. I'll say um, Oregon 38 to UCLA's 32. Both have you. Oh, I didn't even. My bad. Um, so preseason, when I was talking about Oregon, I was confident in them, but I, like I said, they always drop one game at Autzen that they shouldn't. But, but I don't think, but, oh, hold on, before you keep going, no, no, no. this is a game that they shouldn't lose, though. It, like, this is like, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, I don't, I don't think this is a game they shouldn't lose because they are, UCLA is, is a higher ranked team. The spread is favoring, um, um, not, not the spread, sorry. The game, like, it's, Oregon's favored in this game. So right. technically, it's a game they shouldn't. Nah, but like, I don't know. This game is so tough. I've been back and forth on it, like for the past couple of days. It's gonna be super fun um, to watch. I just think I think I think Austin is gonna be too much for UCLA. I think Oregon will out. I think Oregon will like outstand them. <sighs> Give me Oregon thirty-eight to thirty-five. And I think it's going to be an overtime win. Overtime. Wow. 
Yeah. All right. So UCLA just doesn't score any points in overtime? Like they just fuck up and <laughs> Oregon gets a field goal? Uh, Yeah. Uh, they, I, I think DTR has his, one of his moments. Throws a pick. You know, I think I could see that. But instead of throwing a pick, he fumbles it on, on, on his own read like Hidden Hooker did against Alabama. That's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> that would make me so mad because I do want UCLA to win this game. Me too. Yeah. I, 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 hate, I hate picking Oregon, but I think Austin is, Austin is so hard to win in. Like, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, nobody's done it in years. Watching a game, watching many the Civil Coons. Wars there in person, like that crowd is so unbelievably loud. Like I thought it, was, I thought it was blown out of proportion. Like how loud they were. No, that crowd, like, like I, like I haven't been to a Seahawks game yet, so I'm not gonna say it's the loudest I've been to because I haven't been to their, one of their games yet. But it's impressively loud, and I think teams when they go in there, they're 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 overcome with that and i think oregon does such a good job of rounding out that momentum it's kind of like oregon state in a way they're they're yeah. their team they're okay let, let me let, let me let me explain they ride up their crowd well their defense I, I think they're more motivated at home which i think all teams are but this is like extra so i'm gonna go yeah oregon i, I, I don't I, I don't see ucla winning this so oregon has not lost at odson since they blew it to stanford in 2018 yeah. Um it's oh, been yeah. that long. So um in terms of uh, does the streak get broken, man. If it were to get broken it'd be this game. Yeah. Um and then before that they and then twenty seventeen Oregon just wasn't a good team at no, all. No. No. UCLA is gonna win this game. We all three picked Oregon. Yeah. I just that couldn't pick against awesome. the home crowd, man. I just can't do it. I'm not confident enough in UCLA to pick against them. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not confident enough in UCLA to pick them this week. I'm, I, it's more so. It's more, for me, it's more so. I'm confident in Oregon than it is not confident. Welcome back to the epitome of suffering that is the That's Facts podcast with Clamp and Cougar.